Well, welcome back, you guys, to the Heidi St. John podcast. Today, I'm delighted again to have Savannah back on the show. Savannah is the oldest of our seven kids. She is a mother now herself and a homeschooling mom, and we are tackling the topic of homeschooling. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, Savannah, welcome back to the show. Thank you. This is fun. It really is. It is fun because usually you're in here with Junie and the kids running in and out. And, I know. And, uh, and you and I talk all the time. We might as well make it productive. We might as well make <laughs> it productive because we're on the phone all the time talking or talking it's here. True. Um, tell everybody. Yeah, so yesterday we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, you're growing up mm-hmm. homeschooled and uh, and all the things. But you are in charge of the Seedlings program here, and you're on the leadership team at the Homeschool Resource Center. Tell uh, listeners a little bit about what Seedlings is and why we do it here. So Seedlings is a homeschool co-op for kids who are nine down to nursery. The reason why we started Seedlings is because there are lots of homeschool co-ops out there, but oftentimes you have to have a child who's at least in first grade. To participate. Right. Sometimes kindergarten uh, to participate. And when my kids were not that age yet, I was lonely, really, is what it was. And I remember being lonely, you know, when you're young and you get married and have kids and you're ahead of all your friends yep. and then suddenly you don't. Yeah. Suddenly so you're like, where's my people? They're like, oh, you have yeah. children. I know. Right, right, right. It's natural. Like I'm not mad at them. It's, it's a natural thing. Yep. You it's kind a of separation. lose that separation because you tend to be close to people that are in the same phase as yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Well, our church didn't have very many young families at the time either. And, and I it's remember, worth mentioning that you're married to a pastor. Yes. So you guys are heavily involved, obviously, at your church. Right. We live in the parsonage. At our church. I go there too. Yeah. It's worth saying. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember I used to—I still do it sometimes, not as much, because I feel like it's not so worth it anymore. Mm-hmm. But I used to buy, sell, trade on Marketplace, Facebook yes. Marketplace, all the time. Now it's, like, filled with ads and stuff, well, and it's and a little I harder. Was, I remember thinking, you're going to get killed. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to wind up as a movie. I noticed that I'd be selling a bumbo, and— this mom would come to pick up my bumbo on my front porch, and she would end up staying there talking to me for a long time. And it was happening over and over, and I realized these other moms are just as lonely yep. as I am. Yep. You're just like, oh, thank goodness. It's yeah. a stranger. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about this bumbo. Yeah. How old is your baby? You know? <laughs> you just kind of start talking, and I think that that moment, I just with the bumbo, I remember that, just having yep. this light bulb moment of, yep. I should do something about this because I'm not the only one, and I think— a lot of people would be interested in joining a co-op that's for younger kids. Mm -hmm. So I started praying about that. And then right around that time, I mean, it was just a couple months after when the Lord spoke to you about starting a homeschool resource center. And it just so resonated with me because I was like, this is it. I could do this program at the center. And one thing led to another and it just got just all the pieces fell in place. So we've been doing that now for Five years, I think. Yep. Seedlings yep. has been yep. somewhere around there. I always get the date wrong. You guys are on, on winter break right now. We're on winter break right now. Yeah. Uh, but we meet once a week, and we start out with chapel time together, and then moms teach the classes. And so after chapel— How many kids? The kids all—there's like 160 kids. All I know is it's real loud here on Thursdays. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's very fun, and it's cute. They all have little shape ropes, just like they do in preschool, you know? Yep. And so they, when they go with their classes and their little line, they're all holding on to their little ropes. And you just see these little, these trails of little people. It's very cute. So sweet. And it's just been such a great place. We have moms that come to seedlings who only have a baby. Yeah. Because, you know, they don't have preschoolers that need classes. All they want is just to get connected with other moms. And 
We feel like it really gives an outlet for these moms to get connected. It gives a chance for us to share the gospel mm-hmm. with moms in our community and it gives us a chance to share the gospel with kids as well. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been a fantastic program. And every session we have, yeah, around 150. So it's about 60 families. Crazy. Somewhere in there, um, and, and there's a coffee shop here, so they can come mm-hmm. and get a cup. Co- they can get a cup of coffee. They can go to the bookstore. Yes, and yeah. really, I think if you, it's such a wise thing that you're doing because if you can get these moms before their kids are school age, then by the time they have to make that decision about what they're going to do about education, they already have a community. They're plugged in, and and they're not afraid anymore. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah, wonderful. we do get a lot of uh, moms who aren't necessarily homeschool families. They just are families with little kids. Yeah. Looking for an outlet, and then when they come here, and you guys are doing sip and paint nights, you're doing all kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah, so we it, just it's... did a mom's night out where we did a gift exchange. It was so fun. Oh my goodness, it's so it's. I think it's precious because it really goes back. It's just you're bursting these myths that there is no homeschooling outlet. There's no support for right. parents. It's just simply, it just simply isn't true. I'm going to go down a list of myths that you and I wrote down. Yeah, uh, before we started, and just kind of get your. Your take on some of these. One of the big myths about homeschooling is that you need to have a degree, a teacher's degree, a degree in education. I know this was one of the big reasons why it took me so long to homeschool in the first Mm. place because I thought, I don't have a degree, certainly not in education. I didn't know how to teach you guys to read. I mean, I didn't teach you to read. You you learned that in school. Right. But six of the others, I taught them how to read. And I was under the impression I couldn't do that because I didn't have a degree in education. Do you still hear that from people? It's like, oh, I, don't, I couldn't teach my kids. I don't have, I don't have my, uh, my degree in that. I don't know. I necessarily hear that they don't have a degree, but they have no experience in it. And I think it's overwhelming, the thought of never having taught before. Uh, but you do get some of that with a degree and all that stuff. But I think mainly it's just they're scared because they have never done it and they don't know. It's like motherhood. It feels you have a baby for the first time, and they send you home like, with it. What? <laughs> Shouldn't you give this to my mom? You seem like the professionals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to my mom. Yeah, I, I do think it's a similar thing. And like we talked about earlier um, on the podcast, ha- having been homeschooled helps me. Yeah. Not, I don't have to deal with that fear just because I've watched you deal with it. And so yeah. you took the fall for me. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. And it wasn't always pretty. It was not. <laughs> but a lot of times it was. Um, so yeah, I, I think that people do get hung up on that, but especially these days, I mean, when I was young homeschooling, it was not very popular and you didn't have a whole lot of resources as far as curriculum. Mm -hmm. You really only had a few choices. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it, you had to piece together yourself. Yep. I don't have to do that. Because there's Man, so much out there you now. You guys have curriculum choices coming oh out your ears. It's almost it's too almost overwhelming. It's almost too much. I almost yeah. feel like it's simpler because you can get, what do you call it, decision fatigue. Yeah, you know, just so much. Looking at all of the choices and feeling overwhelmed. I, I would consider my homeschool years, especially with you guys, kind of at the tail end of the pioneer movement. Right. So I wasn't one of the homeschool pioneers. Certainly, Jay and I are pioneers in homeschool resource centers and in the homeschool cooperative movement that has really swept across the nation. But that's really what gave you guys the foundation for mm-hmm. springboarding with friendships and, um, you know, all the things that you did that were outside of academics, because mm. really the co-op was more extracurricular. It wasn't really, right. you weren't doing that for your schooling so much. No, that's true. And even for like, personally, I don't, I feel like I struggle with teaching 
if you sit me down with a second grader math book Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to explain the concepts of how it works to them, I struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was able to find a curriculum that has it scripted out for me. So I just read it to them. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I've read it. So they've been taught that. I do understand the concept. I just have a hard time explaining it. Well, you're trying to explain it. it. Right. And so the explaining is done, and then I'm able to just work through it with them. And so it helps me so much. So even for moms that feel like, I can't teach, like there's curriculums that are literally just scripted out for you. And you just open and go. And so teach your child to read in 100 Easy Lessons is like that. Oh, yeah. So the whole thing, it's it's literally just 20 minutes a day. I mean, that's how I taught Mm -hmm. all of the kids, except for you, all the kids to read. Yeah. And it just... It was just scripted out. Well, after you've done it with one kid or two kids, you don't need the script anymore. Pretty soon you can just skip you over just, it. You I just did start doing it. that with yeah. that book. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of you kind of get it. And I think it's, it's a confidence builder because you, you start to realize, oh, my goodness, my kids are reading, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Noah read to me yeah. yesterday. He's just doing great. Wesley, too. They're just doing great. Oh, they love to read. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. And he had gone into the library at our house and wants to get a chapter book. And oh. he's into it. Boy, I'll tell you what. I'm going to have to send <laughs> you home with some really good books because uh, he, he can do it. Yeah, he's he's totally willing. All right, here's another one. Uh, how important is accreditation? So people will say, well, my kid's not going to be able to get into college because they don't go to an accredited school. Do you guys, are you, I, I feel like we're hearing that less and less as the years are going by because colleges are looking for homeschooled kids. Right. But there are still programs out there that help homeschoolers and their claim to fame is, oh, we're accredited. I don't think it's necessary. What do you say? I don't think it's necessary. It's expensive. Yeah, that's what I've seen. I mean, I know hundreds and hundreds of kids that are going through homeschooling and have graduated and they're all doing fine. Mm -hmm. They weren't accredited. Mm So if it ain't broke, right? If it's not broke, don't fix it. What what is it with, I think, mothers? And I I definitely am still seeing this because I'm here. I'm not always here on Thursdays when you're Mm -hmm. doing seedlings, but... Well, I am in the afternoons to podcast, but I'm not hearing as much of the fear base as they come into it. Mm. Um, And I think it's largely because they're surrounding themselves, especially when they're here, with moms who can say, oh, that's no big deal. Let me me talk you down out of your tree. Oh, yeah. And that's a large part of what you're doing here, right, is talking moms down Mm -hmm. out of trees. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And you need community. We all need that. Yes. I feel like we all do that in our own areas. We God has made us for a community. We're meant Mm -hmm. to be in relationship with each other, and especially as the body of Christ. We're Mm -hmm. meant to be walking after Christ with one another as the church. And what a more beautiful way to do that Mm -hmm. than to do it in your homeschool journey and find people who are also raising their kids alongside you. It really is so encouraging. And I do think with the accreditation thing in our generation— we're a little more like hippie, maybe. Mm-hmm. You guys are crunchy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going crunchy. back to the crunchy homeschool. So moms. we're into like We're the right back in the beginning, back to the crunchy homeschool. Montessori, moms. you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. So I feel like, in general, at least with these younger families, you guys are doing um, the wild and free thing. Exactly. Yeah. We're just wanting to be outside and learn that way, which I think is great. I'm all yeah. about it. Yeah. So maybe I, I do wonder if that's part of why we don't hear so much about the technical accreditation yet. Mm-hmm. Also, my friends, I mean, we're not. We have young kids. We're not yeah. in the high school scary stage yet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe we'll start thinking about it when they get a little bit older. But yeah, I mean, I help families do it here all the time. You just fill out your transcripts and yeah. the parents assign the credits and it's accepted by the state and and it's accepted by colleges. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you want to go to Aveda in Portland. <laughs> Don't do that. You just will get into yourself. school <laughs> with your homeschool <laughs> diploma and your transcript. Yeah. And, um, some examples of your work and such. Yeah. 
Yeah. Take the SAT. I mean, you know. Yeah. There's... Boy, it's true. Uh, this is a great place for a break. When we come back, I want to talk about homeschooling high school. Mm. We'll be right back. You guys, my husband and I love, love, love the MyPillow mattress. We have had it now for over a year. And you also could get the best sleep ever with the MyPillow two-sided encased coil quilted mattress. You can get it delivered by UPS right to your door. It's easy to set up. Just unroll it and watch it come to life. The MyPillow mattress has a 10-year warranty, a six-month money-back guarantee, and free shipping. Use the promo code HEIDI to receive the best discount ever. Go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com. And enter the promo code Heidi. So Savannah, there's a couple of things I want to ask you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do want you to come back because I would love for you to talk about just things you're learning about parenting boys. Yeah. For goodness sake, yeah. it is a thing. I mean, I have five girls mm-hmm. and you've got three boys. I know. You're in like Boyville over there. I am. You're like Juniper and I, we're, we have each other. And then we're <laughs> hang, definitely outnumbered. <laughs> hang, hang, hang on to your hang on to your hat. You have some favorite curriculum. And I thought um, I would just yeah. let the moms know who are looking for. You found a curriculum called The Good and the Beautiful, which you super love. Yes. And is that what you're doing exclusively? Or tell us a little bit about kind of what your day looks like. Yeah. So I am doing The Good and the Beautiful exclusively um, because I'm taking other classes at the center. So right. at home— You're supplementing at the center. Yep. So at home, I just do math and language arts. And then at the center, we do science and history and— All the messy all the, things. The messy things, the fun things, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes yeah. I'm like, why am I not teaching this at home? This is fun. <laughs> but they, they're things they enjoy in a classroom setting. Um, but yes, I, I did find The Good and the Beautiful a couple years ago, and— it it's just so, really, it is so beautiful too. It really it's is, so well which makes put me like it. I'm excited to turn the page and see yeah. what you know comes next because yeah. I'm just like, oh, that's pretty. You yeah, know? yeah. So I like that, and my boys really love, especially the math because it's so hands on. It's mm-hmm. really good for those kinesthetic learners. Mm-hmm. They when I saw that their second grade math book had like full pages that was just a game board that came with this little box with stuff in it, like the game pieces and everything. But it also wasn't too overwhelming because I've seen math programs where you get all these things. Oh, I and can't to me, even. I'd be like, nope, this is way too much stuff. I don't <laughs> right know what to do. back in the box it goes. And there's like, there's no teacher's manual. You just open it up Excellent. and go. It's totally speaking my language. I love it. So, and it's it's scripted out for me. So I just read through the thing with them and it's all beautiful. And they, you know, follow along and do it with me and it's been a really great program for us. We really love it. We've had some questions come in here because I think I've mentioned before that you like the good and the beautiful and someone said, that's a Mormon yeah. curriculum. Can you speak to that? Because I know I'm going to, you know, so everybody just hold your horses. <laughs> well, can you speak to that a little bit? Because you haven't seen anything that leans toward LDS teachings in the curriculum. Is that right? Yeah. My take on this is, well, one, I did look through it and they have verses and stuff, but it's a lot of like teaching morality, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. teaching about good behavior and how we should be kind to one another and how God made all things, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So far, everything that I've come across does not conflict with mm-hmm. biblical things, mm-hmm. and my husband's a pastor, so yeah. he sees this stuff too. And then second, I just felt like this curriculum is so great, and it's working for my kids. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of the curriculum that people use are secular. Like, how yep. is that, you know, different? Right. And I'm discerning. If I come across something, then I'm like, oh, that's not right. Yeah. I'll just skip it. I'm right. literally reading Hello? it to them. I don't have to read, you know, a part <laughs> that's not 100% accurate or whatever. Right, right. Um, But I haven't come across anything like that, and I've been doing it now for a couple years. Mm-hmm. So, and it does have good— Good things that it says about God and stuff, stuff Mm -hmm. I agree with that Mm -hmm. I say to my kids and teach them. So they're coming from a different worldview that is not 
based on Jesus being Lord, and that's mm-hmm. sad, and mm-hmm. hope they're converted. But um, from the stuff that I'm reading to my kids, it's all stuff that I agree with, that and I teach you, them. So on a on a, any given day, what does a day look like? So the a, a, home, a typical homeschool day, it kind of— It, <laughs> it changes. Well, I love that, though. That's yeah. why I asked you, um, right. because I think it's really important for people to know— it doesn't have to look a certain way every single day. Mm-hmm. So you kind of go with the flow at your house. I love the you flexibility. You little crunchy homeschool mom. That's right. I love the <laughs> flexibility of homeschooling. And with the curriculum we're using, we just do it three days a week. Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to cram in, certainly not five days a week mm-hmm. of doing school at home. And I was surprised that I could get three days in and still make it through everything by mm-hmm. the end of the year. But as long as I start like end of August, beginning of September, I'm done once we're getting into May, mm-hmm. so doing it three days a week. And the kids, it seems like a pace that they're learning, and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're not like, oh. I feel like if you make it too sparse, then they forget what right, they've been right. taught. But. Talk to the mom who, because we're in the middle of December now, coming mm-hmm. into the middle of December, and Christmas is coming, and yeah. there are moms who are just, you know, we're going to, they're powering through, and they're not taking a break even though maybe they should. What do you say to the mom who's really tired and she desperately needs a break? Because let's face it, Christmas adds a whole different layer of stress, right? right. Christmas, you got gift exchange, you got parties to go to, you got to buy presents, you you know, all the things that you're doing. Do you guys stop school for a period of a few weeks? I mean, how do you, how do you navigate um, the holidays? So for me, I found that I don't like to stop too long. And this is the beauty of you part, I'm getting back into it. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that my kids, when I take away that structure, things start to kind of spiral out. And then when I try to get back into school, they're like, well, wait, we don't want to do this, you know. Um, So personally, I keep going and then just take like a week off for Christmas Mm -hmm. or maybe two weeks off. Mm -hmm. But I like taking spontaneous breaks. Ah. (laughs) I just like having the flexibility. Like last week or a couple weeks ago, the kids decided— they to stay at the beach with you. Yeah. We missed a couple school days before yeah. that. But yeah. hello, I'm homeschooling. We and can hey, do that. I took them to the seaside aquarium, so we were definitely yeah, doing school. Yeah, they were school. learning, you yeah. know? And even if they're just playing, crunchy mom, even mm-hmm. if they're just playing out on the beach, they're learning as they they're are. playing, even no if you're question. not teaching them actively. Mm-hmm. And so I really love having that ability to just be like, okay, we'll do this and mm-hmm. we'll have a week off of school, but it's all right. We'll mm-hmm. make up sometime, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it's so And good. so I tend to lean more that way where, like, I don't tell my kids we're getting a big break for Christmas. I yeah, just kind of— But then whenever I feel like it, we just skip a day. Yeah. <laughs> whenever whenever mama thinks that maybe mean mom might be going to come out, yeah. it's time to take a break. And there's some days where we get through one subject, and it's just— And the turkey timer goes off. We're melting down, yeah. and I'm like, you know what? We've done enough. Like, this mm-hmm. is good. They can play. Mm-hmm. Or we— our house, we need to do chores. Mm-hmm. We have to fold this laundry. Mm-hmm. And that takes precedent at that moment. And at the end of the school year, I still get through all the things and we're still learning and growing. I just yeah. really value that flexibility. And part of why you're able to do that is because you're not doing the classroom management that they spend so much time yep. doing in school. Yep. When we sit down to do school, we're just doing it. Now, I do have a kid that struggles with ADHD, so <laughs> sometimes sitting down... And just doing school he's, takes way longer the, than it should. The typical how to get your kid off the refrigerator and into learning kid. Oh, man. But he's just doing great. He is. Yeah. He's really doing great. We're figuring it out together, and yep. um, and it's going well. So, yeah, I just think that it's not 
should we take this much time off for Christmas or that much time? It's what works for you. Yeah. And that's the beauty of what you're doing. Yeah. Allow yourself to enjoy that benefit that yeah. you get to set the flexibility. You could take the whole month of December off if you yeah. wanted. It'd yeah. be just fine. Well, and and really what you're doing in the midst of all of that, and I know you guys are seeing this with your own kids now, mm-hmm. is you're building relationships. Yeah. And it is the relationships that will last for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. The relationships they're forming with each other and with you and with Ryan. And it it becomes this this beautiful thing. In the last, uh, we have just about two minutes left here. Uh, talk to the mom who is, she's kind of at the jumping off of this. She might have like a sixth grader. She's looking at high schools coming up around the corner. And she just freaks out. I remember when you went into high school and I sort of lost my mind for a minute. <laughs> and I called uh, Stephen Jane Lambert. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, it was so re- reassuring for me to hear him say on the other end of the line, just do the next thing. Hmm. Like, so Heidi, what would you, what were you, you know, if, if she was in fourth grade going into fifth grade, what would you do? And I said, well, I'd get fifth grade math. And he goes, okay, so get ninth grade math, just do the next thing. Hmm. Um, and that was really kind of the approach that we took with you. And certainly as you got older in high school, we did more tutoring and things like that. But talk to the mom who's just feeling like, I just don't know if my kids are going to be okay if I homeschool them all the way through. Oh man, I just wouldn't give up. Hmm. I wouldn't stop. I think if there's an area that you know that you need help in, find help. That's the beautiful thing about right now Mm -hmm. is there are so many resources. So many. So many. I mean, we have parents come into the resource center all the time who their kids are flunking math. They're struggling Mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. Mom's overwhelmed teaching it. Maybe there's a dynamic between mom and the kid where Mm -hmm. they don't like each other or the kid is having attitude issues or something. So they bring them here, and we put them in a math class with our teacher, and then suddenly that kid— has a different environment where they're learning math. They have another teacher, mm-hmm. someone else coming alongside to help make sure that they're getting where they need to go. And I know that there are, I mean, our hope and dream is to put these resource centers all, all over the over country. The country yeah. But for now, there are tutors, there are co-ops, there are— There's online support, tons of online support. Just, so even if you don't have yeah. an active community, like there's, I know there's people listening to this who are like, well, I live out in the middle of Timbuktu mm-hmm. and there's we don't have anything— there's so much support out there. There is online support too. Yeah. 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 There's a lot. I just, I would try everything before <laughs> throwing in the towel with it. And yeah. at least in the state of Washington, you don't have to have, you know, pre-algebra, algebra one, algebra two, calculus. Yep. You just have to have four, four years, years of, of math. math. And so I think a lot of times in high school, there can be hills that we feel like we're supposed to die on, but we're really not. Mm-hmm. Like if your kid is super struggling in their algebra two class mm-hmm. because they're just don't they don't have mathematic brains, right. you know, right? And they're probably not going to go into a career yeah, path. They're that's not going to use this in their future. They're going to forget it. And maybe you could be switching up math and going, yeah. all right, you know what? You consumer completed, math. Yeah, you completed algebra one. Let's do consumer math. Let's do geometry. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's other ways that you can do math without pushing them into a subject that's just going too far beyond mm-hmm. what they actually mm-hmm. need. Yeah, so. and then it causes that strife between the parent and mm-hmm. the child. And really what you want at the end of the day is um, to have to have that relationship that is strong. Yeah. You know, well beyond the homeschool years because it just is such a precious gift. And actually, I went to a private school and I flunked algebra too. I mean, I didn't flunk, but I was I was heading Kids that ha- school too. <laughs> heading that direction. And I I'll never forget my teacher, uh, m- you know, Mr. Zimmerman, who's like sits me down and goes, 
let's try something different. Yes. <laughs> you know, and they put That's me in good. geometry. They took me That's out of great. algebra two and they put me in geometry. And what do you know? I got to be in geometry because yeah. my brain worked that way. And maybe the whole reason why you feel like you're failing is because you're just doing the wrong thing. Yeah. It's not that you're a bad teacher or anything like that. It's just maybe there needs to be an adjustment in your mm -hmm. school or the subject or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, I think that's, that's again, one of the most amazing. There's so many perks to homeschooling. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. It is. It's so, It really so good. is awesome. And I was going to say this earlier, too. I think part of the reason why homeschooling has grown so much isn't just because of the pandemic. I think it's a testimony to how successful it was in my generation. Yes. Because yep. many of the people that I know that were homeschooled are now homeschooling their kids. Mm -hmm. So it's multiplying just because people are doing it. They're growing up and then they're doing it with their kids. Mm -hmm. And that shows that it works. Yeah. So. Yep. It does. And yeah. I, and it really is. I mean, we have the freedom in the United States to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And we safeguard those freedoms and we do everything we can to make sure that uh, that we're talking about what it means to be free so mm -hmm. that we can continue directing our kids' education. But you guys have just done a phenomenal job, obviously, here at, at the Homeschool Resource Center and in your thank own you. family. And yeah, you're really, you. truly, you are one of my favorite people. I think we, we have to talk on the phone every day. I know, we do. It's, it, we do that a lot, like several times a day sometimes. I'm, I want to know what's in your crock pot. I hope that when Juniper grows up, her and I are good friends, like you and I. <laughs> I think that that's exactly that's what what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's, and and you know what? You're on the, you're uh you're on the right foot. It's good. You guys are doing awesome. Well, Savannah, it's a delight to have you come back again okay. soon. And let's talk about this boy thing mm. uh, because I'm just, I'm having such a, I'm having a hoot and holler and good time watching you mothering those kids. Oh, I got and stories. <laughs> <laughs> she got stories. She got stories. Uh, and also... We're having people sending their Christmas cards into the Homeschool Resource How Center, fun. and you're starting to see them now, right? I They're am. Up yeah, on the I've walls. noticed them on the wall. That's right. And that is where we're going to end this today and just let you know that those letters, when you guys send them here, real people like Savannah is seeing yeah. them, and they are going up it's on the wall. up our wall. Hundreds and hundreds of kids are going to see those uh, see those cards. So send them in to us, you guys, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. If you want to include a year-end gift, to the nonprofit organization that is Friendly Planted Family. Savannah alluded to it. We'll come back here. We've got some really exciting things happening yeah. right now, which we can't talk yeah. about yet. But, oh, my goodness. It's, it's going to be good. It's going to be so, so good. And really, it's our dream to see centers just like this one mm -hmm. uh, in cities all across the United States. And so if you want to be a part of helping us do that, you can send a tax-deductible gift to Friendly Planted Family at the same address I just gave you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Savannah, thank you for coming. Thank you. It's just been a delight to have yeah, you. Love you. do it again. Love you. You guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you back here again tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture.